0: Back in day podcast.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. It is Championship Game Sunday. We've got two great games. We got 49ers Rams. We got Chiefs Bengals. I'm going to be going over those more in just a moment. I can't wait for both of those games. I think they're going to be phenomenal. Still stings quite a bit that Green Bay does not have a chance to face the Rams with an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl on the line. Certainly would have made the week uh, much more anxious. Certainly would have made this episode uh, much more. Uh, you know, important from a Packers standpoint, but we got a ton to go over still. We had some Tom Brady news, which we're going to get to. The Vikings have an update sort of on their head coaching job, and we had a ton, and I mean a ton of movement within the Green Bay coaching staff, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Let's start with the first one that sort of took place, and that's Luke Getzey. Luke Getze going to be the offensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears, leaving from his quarterback coach and passing game coordinator position in Green Bay to go lead the Bears offense and really have full autonomy of putting the offense in his image and running it the way that he wants to. He is going to be fully responsible, maybe not fully, there'll be a quarterback's coach and things like that, but a huge part of Justin Fields' development will be on Luke Getze's shoulders. He's had the opportunity to sort of see what Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett and their image has been for sort of mentoring and shaping Jordan Love in a slightly different capacity. He'll now have that same opportunity and, and to a greater degree with Justin Fields, who will be the starting quarterback next year, who was a you know first round pick a year ago and showed flashes and signs, but is nowhere near a finished product. So Chicago is putting their eggs in the Luke Getze basket that he can come in, run a successful offense, be a successful coordinator and really shape and mold Justin Fields and build an offense around him that is going to be successful and awesome news for Luke Getze. Clearly he will have an opportunity in Chicago that he would not have gotten in Green Bay under Matt LaFleur, nor with Nathaniel Hackett in Denver, because those two have autonomy of the offense and will call the plays and so on and so forth. So this is a really big step because when you have a defensive coach, right, it's it's, it's basically the opposite of Green Bay. Matt LaFleur is the offensive coach. Joe Barry has almost full autonomy over that defense to put it in his image and do what he wants to do. And Matt LaFleur has made mention of that. Like Joe Barry is basically like the head coach of the defense. And Luke Getz, he's basically going to be the head coach of the offense over there for the Chicago Bears. So you never want to see this come at the, at the cost or the expense of the Packers in that situation. Like you would have loved to, like if he would have went to Denver, that would have been great. Right. Or if he goes to a, a team where you can sort of still cheer him on, that's better, uh, but happy for him. Uh, he put a lot of great work into green Bay and now gets an opportunity to run an offense in Chicago and build it in his image. And as Packer fans, well. Wish him some luck, obviously not too much luck, but um, I'm sure he's going to go down there and kill it. And uh, that's going to make things much more challenging for the Packers moving forward as they get a very good offensive coordinator in Luke Getze. The next domino to fall, if you will, is in and and much bigger news from a Green Bay standpoint, is Adam Stenovich is going to remain in Green Bay and become the Packers' new offensive coordinator. So a huge you know, retention for the Packers being able to keep Adam Stenovich And I think this would be maybe, uh, questionable is the wrong word, because and, and I've talked about this, of like just because you're a great offensive line coach doesn't mean that you're going to be a good coordinator. And I think we could maybe have some more question marks in regards to that if this wasn't Matt LaFleur's offense and he wasn't an offensive head coach and he wasn't, again, basically in control of what this Green Bay offense is going to do. I have full faith in Matt Lafleur, even without Hackett, even without Getzey. Those are going to be two big losses, but I have faith that this is Matt Lafleur's offense, and he's going to find a way to successfully run it. That that's just my belief in it. I think you can make a strong argument that the the coach out of Getzey and Stenovich and even Hackett, and anyone else in offense, Jason uh, Justin Outen, excuse me, we will get to more in just a moment. That Adam Stenovich it was the most important to keep because of his work that he's done with the offensive line. Now. You cannot just assume that because he stays on the team that he's going to have the same level of impact on the offensive line. He has new responsibilities and new duties. He is the offensive coordinator. He will be involved heavily in game planning. How much he is involved in the day-to-day with the offensive line will remain to be seen. But all that being said, his knowledge and what he brings to the offensive line and getting those guys prepared and remaining in the building is a huge win. And now he has time more to develop into that you know, sort of well-rounded offensive coordinator. It was a big step for him to get promoted to run game coordinator in the past. Um, So now he has, you know, more functionality within that offense. Remember, who knows how they change things, but remember it was Nathaniel Hackett who was responsible for red zone offense. I would assume that that will be something that Adam Stenovich will now be responsible for. So we will see, but I think this is a massive retention for Green Bay, a huge hire, certainly well-deserved for Adam Stenovich. And again, with keeping in mind that this is going to be Matt LaFleur's offense running his image and he's still going to have full autonomy over that. So still a big win for, you know, for Adam Stenevich to get promoted into that role, to be able to stay in Green Bay and a bigger win for Green Bay to be able to keep him and keep the momentum going with an offensive line that still has a lot of young players, but David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, hopefully coming back in some capacity In 2022, once, you know, both of them get all cleared from injury. So big, big move there for Green Bay. And um, it is worth noting, the last thing on Senovich quick, that he's never held a title higher than offensive line coach slash run game coordinator. When he got promoted to that, that's the highest position he's held. He's basically been an offensive line coach or assistant offensive line coach his entire career. So this is a much bigger, much new position for Senovich. I don't have much doubt that he's going to kill it and, and crush it out of the park, but that will be something to sort of continue to keep an eye on. But I don't see how this is anything but a win for the Packers. Meanwhile, Justin Outen, Tight ends coach is rumored to be the new offensive coordinator, at least in the running, with things seemingly headed in that direction as the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos under Nathaniel Hackett. So You have to look at this, man. The offensive coordinator goes to Denver as a head coach. Your quarterbacks coach goes to Chicago as an offensive coordinator. Your offensive line coach stays in Green Bay as an offensive coordinator. And your tight ends coach goes to Denver as an offensive coordinator. That is a lot of movement and a lot of promotions. Green Bay had really an embarrassment of riches on their offensive coaching staff. And before you can even comment below, because I've seen it in Twitter already, I've seen the comments. They're not that witty. Yes. With all this offensive mind and talent and everything else, they put up 10 points against the 49ers. And yes, I don't think that Justin Outen or Adam Stenovich or Luke Getzey or Nathaniel Hackett or Matt LaFleur or Aaron Rodgers or anyone else involved in the offense on that day was happy with the outcome. As I watch that back, I put it more on execution than I do on game plan. Were there things that were not great with the game plan? You bet. But There was a lot of things that were open throughout the course of the game that Green Bay couldn't connect on. Mercedes Lewis's fumble was massive. The missed, you know, the block field goal by Crosby was massive. The way that this game was called, they should have easily been able to put up over 20 points just based on how the, the game plan was set up. They easily should have had over 20 points and easily should be playing in the NFC championship game. Special teams let them down, the execution on offense let them down. I don't put that as like a game planning thing or anything like that. Again, there were some mistakes there, there were some errors, but that's not what cost them the game. Would they like to have that game back? You bet. Would they like to have that game plan back? You bet. It didn't work. But I put that much more on the execution than I do and the players on the field than I do on the coaches who put that game plan together other potential moves. So with Adam Stenevich moving to offensive coordinator, that will open up an offensive line coach spot. I would think that that would potentially go to Luke Butkus. We shall see. No guarantees there, but he could easily move into the head um, offensive line coach position. He has been the assistant offensive line coach and has been heavily involved in coaching that group. That would seem to be a very easy transition. Yes, he is the nephew of Dick, Dick Butkus, so there is that connection there, but he very easily could get that opportunity. Meanwhile, Jason Vrabel, the wide receiver coach, Tom Silverstein is reporting that he could get the passing coordinator job, which would be a promotion for him. Green Bay could go in a couple different directions there. They could move him into the quarterback coach role and move him into passing game coordinator and then have an opening at wide receiver uh, coach, or they could keep him at wide receiver coach, still promote him to the passing game coordinator, and then look to hire a new quarterbacks coach. But sounds like Jason Vrabel will get some sort of promotion out of this as well. And then friend of the show, Peter Bukowski, did have a couple other interesting nuggets as well that he posted on Twitter. If the tight ends coach does in fact open up, uh, Ryan Mahaffey, uh, who is on the quality control staff, is a former tight ends coach, and he could potentially take over for Outen. And then uh, Ravel Martin, um, of course, played wide receiver and has done a ton of work coaching the wide receivers. So if Rabel does move into the quarterback coach position and take over as passing game coordinator, we could potentially see Ravel Martin move into that wide receiver coach role. So a lot, a lot of moving parts here. Just to recap those really quick, Luke Getzi to the Bears as offensive coordinator. Stenovich stays with the Packers as offensive coordinator. Justin Outen and promoted to offensive coordinator, I should say. Justin Outen, tight ends coach, rumored to be on the move to Denver as their offensive coordinator. And then we're, we're sort of saying these hypotheticals here. Looks like Luke Butkus maybe could get the offensive or the offensive line coach position. Jason Vrabel could get the passing coordinator job, maybe move to quarterback's coach. Ryan Mahaffey, an option potentially at tight ends coach, and Ravel Martin, potentially an option at wide receiver coach. So all possibilities, we will see what happens and a lot of movement already. And we'll, you know, obviously continue to track it as the days go on here and see where the, you know, the Packers staff ultimately shakes out. Support for the Packaday podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off in free worldwide shipping with code Packaday at manscaped.com. Friends, inside this package, you're going to find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And let me tell you a bit more about this Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, sort of important, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code packaday at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code packaday. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help you with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Personally, I'm really trying to work on my weight this year, and when I found out that HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to my door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, I was all in. Skip the trips to the grocery store, saving you long wait times and ensuring you don't waste your money on excess food, and sign up for HelloFresh instead. HelloFresh has helped me eat fresher food with better portion control and has helped me live a healthier lifestyle. I highly recommend the teriyaki chicken tenders, by the way. So go to HelloFresh.com slash a 16 and use code packetA16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash a 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Remember to use code packetA16. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: They interviewed Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's coach, former 49ers coach, as their potential head coach for their opening. So that is one to keep an eye on. It also seems like there's three others that are very much in the running for the Vikings, including Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan's 49ers defensive coordinator, as well as Patrick Graham, the Giants defensive coordinator. I think very highly of both Kevin O'Connell and D'Amico Ryan's. So for obvious reasons, I am hoping it is not Kevin O'Connell or D'Amico Ryan. I think Patrick Graham and Jim Harbaugh could both do decent jobs there. Harbaugh would probably be like the least of of my concerns. I think Harbaugh to me is going to be one of two things. He's going to be like Gruden 2.0 where he's like, he gets a massive contract and it seems like a big hire, but it never really goes over well. And they keep him on for a while because they gave him a massive contract and it just doesn't work out. Or I think you could have a very similar situation to like San Francisco where he has a shelf life, where he comes in and for maybe three to four years really makes the Vikings a really good football team, probably not ever reaching the you know pinnacle because the Vikings don't do that and Jim Harbaugh doesn't do that. So they always probably fall short, but probably a pain in the butt for three or four years. And then per Jim Harbaugh usual, he'll wear out his welcome and then they'll move on in a different direction and the Vikings will have really accomplished nothing in the interim. So that, those are you know, the potential head coaches right now for Minnesota, like I said, Harbaugh, Patrick Graham, I think would be nice hires if you're a Packer fan. Kevin O'Connell, D'Amico Ryans, maybe a little bit more cause for concern. I think both of those could be really good head coaches. Meanwhile, we had quite the Tom Brady circus and scenario on Saturday. Adam Schefter reports Tom Brady's going to retire. And of course it's a Schefter tweet, which at one point meant like a ton. It meant like you can write it in you know, you can engrave it in stone, and it's it's good, right? But Tom Brady, after numerous reports now, Tom Brady is reported is reportedly called general manager Jason Licht of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and told him he has made no decision. Tom Brady's dad has said he's made no decision. There's the weird like fact that Tom Brady's company tweeted out like that he was retiring and had like a list of accomplishments. To me, that was probably more of a communication snafu, but the whole thing was very very odd. So we will see what happens with Brady. And I had a whole sort of you know episode to go over you know Brady and, and what he's meant to the league and things like that. We'll get to that if and when things are finally confirmed. If you go to ESPN.com as I'm recording this on, um, on Saturday night, it still lists the headline as Tom Brady is retiring, but it seems like there are conflicting reports out there. I still believe that this probably ends up in a Tom Brady retirement, but we certainly can't say for certain. And it still seems like some things are potentially up in the air here. I think maybe what happened is ESPN and Schefter got whiff of it and reported it and Brady wanted more autonomy and control over maybe announcing it himself, maybe having some sort of marketing setup, you know, so that he could make a major announcement and you know maybe promote whatever he's gonna be doing next. That would sort of be my guess as to how this leans and that Brady still ends up retired. I would put nothing by Brady and we shall see as the days goes on. Uh, days go on, excuse me. Uh, but as of right now, it seems that Brady may be retiring, but we just don't have a definitive answer. And what a weird just couple of years for Adam Schefter, who has really gone from like very highly esteemed NFL reporter and constant breaker of news to now being like you need to take things of his with a little bit of a grain of salt, and he's almost become like more of an entertainer, even when he's breaking news or talking about it, than just somebody who is reporting on what happened. And it's it's been a really weird transition for him. And I don't know if ESPN's asking him to be more vocal and become you know get a little bit more Stephen A. Smith in him or something like I don't I don't know I don't get it, but. He was so great for so long, just reporting exactly what was happening. And he may end up being right here and it may end up being much ado about nothing, but it's just been a little bit of a weird turnaround for Schefter and and certainly not quite as maybe reliable as he once seemed, which is, it's just been a weird, weird fall off for him. Last but not least, we've got two great games. I'm taking Chiefs and Rams. I'm going chalk in this one. I feel really good about both of those picks. I think the Bengals can make this interesting, but I think their offensive line just ultimately dooms them. I think it's been an amazing run, but I think the Cinderella slipper probably falls off a little bit here. Wouldn't put anything by Joe Burrow. He's playing phenomenal. But I think this KC defense is better than they get credit for. I think couple of that with the, the, the Bengals' issues on the offensive line, the fact that you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball, I like... I like KC rather comfortably in this one. 49ers Rams, I think is going to be closer. And I get that the 49ers have had the Rams number over and over and over and over. I just think the Rams are the better team. I think they've been playing some of the best football in the league over the course of the last couple of weeks. They look like a totally different team in the playoffs than they did in the regular season. That you know, Odell Beckham has completely opened up this offense in new ways for them. If Cam Akers doesn't have you know brutal fumbles like he did against Tampa, they boat race Tampa. So. I really like the Rams right now and I think they win that game easily. I think both of these could be very entertaining games, but we'll see. Like I said, I'm going Chiefs Rams and I don't I don't think they're gonna be like nail biters, but we shall see. I can't wait. To me, this is like the last real weekend of football. I know the Super Bowl is coming up and it's always epic, right? But like the Super Bowl is such a spectacle that it doesn't always feel like real football to me. The game is amazing, don't get me wrong. I love watching it, but It doesn't just feel like this normal football game. Like this is the last of normal football, in my opinion. And then you get this massive spectacle that is the Super Bowl. And then, you know, obviously Pro Bowl doesn't matter. Although Matt LaFleur and the Packers will be coaching the NFC team. Failed to mention that yesterday, but that was announced as well. But we'll see. I'm gonna enjoy every ounce of NFL champion or yeah, NFC AFC Championship game Sunday. I think both games will be entertaining and, and can't wait to watch them and enjoy what I again consider sort of last full day of football with, with one Super Bowl game still remaining. Thank you for joining me. Always appreciate it. We'll be right back here tomorrow. But until next time, and as always, go Paco. Go. <laughs>